0: Hi, and welcome to the Emmy Awards. Uh, my name's Emmy. This is my podcast where I talk about whatever I want once a week. Um, this week is a special episode because I am in New York City visiting my sister. It's also coming out later than than normal. I usually release Thursdays um, at 2 p.m., but I'm recording this Thursday, so it'll be out Saturday or Sunday. Um, but make sure to like, subscribe, turn on your bell, no- bell notifications, so if you... If there's another weird posting day, you won't miss it. Um, Share this with somebody you think would enjoy it. All of that good stuff. Rate and review. I don't know. Um, Oh, follow me wherever you listen to podcasts. All of that. Okay. Hi, my name's Eugenia. Um, I wasn't sure if I should talk during the intro. You can talk Um, whenever you want. And yeah so i mean i are here in my apartment which is why if you're a video watcher it looks slightly different i begged emmy to let me record this episode with her because it's number 13 and emmy and i are both swifties and the number 13 has significance for Swifties, which made me think i was like emmy we should film an episode where you just talk about taylor swift for like 45 minutes to an hour um i think that's my go-to anytime i'm stressed if i'm like i could write about taylor swift i had to write a in my creative nonfiction class we had to write a an essay about a person i was like oh my god you know who's a person taylor swift is she so <laughs> yeah she is i don't like the i don't like when people like act like she's not a person actually like she's some ripped, he- ripped he- that was a joke umbrella academy i don't believe in that stuff anyway so um i don't know it's also like if people aren't people why do i care Anyway, how does um, that impact me in any so capacity? So, I don't know, I don't know if, if we just tell, like, fun Swifty stories or if we kind of talk about how we discovered her first. Like, what do you want to do? I don't remember my childhood, so. I'm kidding. I do... I don't totally remember. I do remember sitting in, a ha- like, one of our houses. Brad, you're not allowed on the sofa. Um, I do remember we had this like a desktop computer like back in the day and we would go on like tiger beat what we used to have fun she said back in the day back in the day you and me baby we used to have fun i mean he's been saying that tiktok sound. i so literally funny. i just get tiktok sounds stuck in my head and um right. you're fine and then i just can't get them out of my head and i just anyways so we had a desktop. Like, it was a communal desktop, and we used to go on, like, Tiger Beat or something, like, one of those websites. I think it was Tiger Beat, yeah. And, like, they had, like, a snippet of You Belong With Me, and we'd listen to that. That was, that was jamming. I don't remember that, actually. That's funny. I, I remember, like, b- discovering Taylor Swift because I was obsessed with Selena Gomez because, like, we watched the Disney Channel all the time, and they were besties. So I was just like, oh, she seems fun. And they would, like, talk about her in interviews. Obviously, I had heard of her. And I would listened to, like, teardrops on my guitar and, like, the basics. But, honestly, Emmy and I did not – or I didn't. I don't want to speak for her. I didn't really listen to a lot of music when I was a kid, especially not American music. And, like, any American music we did listen to, it was, like, you know, Ruby Tuesday. Was, like, or, like, throwback the Beatles, stuff. That. Stone. If there was a weird cut, it's because my dog is a menace and he's eating something. And he's not allowed on the sofa, but he will be sitting on my lap for the rest of the episode. Um because but yeah we it, the music we mostly listened to was what our parents played yeah so um yeah so i i feel like i listened to her songs occasionally but i didn't really listen to her much and then when i became obsessed with Selena gomez because she was on where's the place then i was like okay they're besties and then i became obsessed with taylor swift too and i was like a big fan Um, And I used to come home from school and, like, watch all her interviews, Um, especially, like, in middle school and stuff. I was, like, bullied, so I would always, like, listen to that. And then in 2012, I, like, became more involved in, like, the online fandom, like, right before Red came out. Um, I remember it was, like, the... The Livestream thing? Yeah, I was going to say it was, like, the summer before Red came out. Um, and it was right when she was releasing. We were never getting back together. And it's so funny because I had just joined, like, the online fan fandom. So I didn't know that there was, like, discourse. And there was a lot of discourse back then, like, even before Red came out, about, like, her pop... Like songs, so we were never going to get back together. A lot of people were like, She's going so pop, and also there was a lot of conversations about her bangs and her straight hair. And I remember like being like, I just like her music, and I don't know why there's all this conversation about this, especially because I was like 13. I was like, It doesn't really matter to me. And I liked the song, Like I didn't really have many feelings about her. I like loved we were never getting back together to pop, but like when you think about it, that was her first like very, very pop song. So, um, moment in time, moment in history, so true, but yeah, I. Uh, I agree with all of that. I feel like most of the music I listened to when I was younger was stuff. My favorite song when I was a kid was American Pie. And when... Taylor's Ruby Tuesday. When Taylor Swift... Like, I still know all of the words to American Pie. When Taylor Swift released um, All Too Well, 10-Minute Version, Taylor's version from The Vault or whatever um, the long-ass name was... Um, it was All Too Well, 10-Minute Version from The Vault, Taylor's dude. version. Well, anyways... So, something like that. I don't know if the Taylor's version and From the Vault are switched. It, who knows? I don't. I trust your authority. I think From the Vault comes before Taylor's version. Okay. Well, when she... You're probably right. When she released that and she, like... It, it like, surpassed American Pie for, like, the... Song over eight minutes, like that was streamed the most or whatever. I said that yeah, it was like the first number one. Yeah, it was the first song since American Pie that hit number one on the charts. That was over, over eight minutes. It was the longest song since American Pie. Yeah, yeah. because so, American Pie was like the longest. Song yeah, that held that So down. when that happened, I was like, wow, full circle. I it's so it. funny because my dad said he was like American Pie was about the war and it was about like the struggle that my generation went through, and All Too Well is about your struggle <laughs> and like depression. And I was like, I don't think that's what it's. Like. Um, he's <laughs> Said that has he listened to it all too well? No, but he was just like Taylor Swift is representative of your generation because she writes about like depression, and I was like, I don't know what you're saying, but I don't think that's true. But it was really funny because he was. I was like, Yeah, Dad, like being depressed is our Vietnam. No, that's not a that's not an accurate comparison, in my opinion. Those Swifties are braver than the Marines. Don't say I. I'm scared. That is a that is a joke in the online sphere that Swifties are braver than the Marines, Emmy emmy tries i do not endorse emmy Emmy, Emmy tries to stay very um i don't make comments about the u.s government emmy tries to toe the line i'm just i am just I'm just repeating a meme from the fan base. I am not Northern, I am ne- not making an opinion on whether I agree with them. I just, if, if you are the US government looking at this after you've applied to be a citizen and you're like, she made fun of the Marines. No, I didn't. I really don't think that they'll... No, I, I know. I know, but I'm paranoid. So anyways. um, I feel so bad because all the video watchers are seeing Brad in his diaper. Like, I feel like I'm humiliating him. Just, just put your butt down so no one sees, honey. Anyway. I can try to... No, it's fine. You don't have to do that. Um, He looks kind of cute in his diaper. But I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, American Pie. Yeah, so like we we were like f- we were fans of her in the sense that we enjoyed her music, but we didn't become like hardcore fans probably until the Red era because that's like when we were thirteen and kind of coming into our own and like starting to use the internet. Yeah, so I wasn't really on like, the internet when there was I was much. a lot of fifty debate about like her. how and I always say I've been a fan since I was nine years old because it's true. Like she was, her and Selena Gomez were like the main music I listened to on my little iPod Nano. Like I listened to the Red iPod Nano, so I was like very much a fan and I would get home and watch her interviews but I feel like I became like a Swifty <laughs> per se. I know a lot of people are like, I don't like the term Swifty. I like it. I think it. it's cute. I think it's so cute. I think it's so, so representative of what it means. Like the word is just so it, good. It's just, the what is, what are we if not Swifties? Yeah. Well, so then like Red Era, I became online and then like obviously in 2014, right before 1989 came out, Taylor joined Tumblr and like that was the beginning of the end that's when i knew i was stuck in there for life that's Um, a joke that was i was like what do you mean the beginning of the end of what the end of what no i mean i always thought like i'll be i'll be a taylor swift fan for a really long time and even if, like, I grow out of, like, being a big—I actually never thought I would, but people would always be like, you're gonna grow out of this. And I was like, I don't think I am, but if for some reason I did, I will never, like, not be a fan. Like, I will always go to her concerts, but, like, maybe it won't, like, consume my life as much as it does. And I've honestly gotten to the point where I don't—I I think I she will always be a big part of my life, and that's okay. And she got me through a lot of really difficult times, And I just think she's a lovely person. I'm just convinced Taylor Swift is my best friend. I told her mom that, which is actually a funny story I want to tell about how I met Taylor Swift. Wait, I was going to say something when you were talking about how, like, some people don't like the word Swifty or whatever. I really hate when people call her Blondie, like Taylor Swift Blondie. What is she, a dessert? I don't like it, and I honestly don't know any of my Swifty friends who have been fans since as long as I have, who have been on the internet who refer to her as Blondie. Like, all these people I see referring to her as Blondie, and I'm sure, like, there's always the one person on Twitter who's like, I've been a fan since I was seven years old, and I call her Blondie. Um, So, like, obviously there's exceptions to all the rules, but I think consistently people who call her Blondie are new age fans who, like became fans of her and then started posting on tiktok and it's always people who like post a picture from the 1989 era and they're like wow look at this rare old picture of taylor and i'm like i remember when that was her profile picture on tumblr like the what is 1989 era yeah <laughs> rare like that's how it is though like it sounds like i'm i'm being no well. no i i i i am not i'm not criticizing you i just think that's a weird way to think of things <laughs> But that we were in the trenches in the 1989 era. I wasn't. I was like a trench adjacent. I was at home sending her letters while she went she, off to war. Me? Yeah, you were in the trenches. I was. A, I was there. I was like her as in Taylor. I was writing Taylor. I was writing Taylor letters in the 1989 era. But that's. I was, I, I don't know if Taylor Swift was in the trenches. Taylor Swift is a commander-in-chief sending out orders. I don't fucking know. <laughs> she's a commander and she She's command. That's a scandal reference for you uneducated folks. I, like I didn't like scandal. how that sounded. <laughs> it's fine if you don't have an education. That's not your fault. We live in America. Or the United States. She mainly means the people who are not educated in the, in the terminology of scandal. It was a joke. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. So, I think that's kind of how I mean I became Taylor Swift fans and like when we rose to popularity, um, and when we rose to popularity, when when <laughs> I I've never been popular in my life. What when, are you talking when, about? When when we rose to to fandom, I don't know how to say it, but when we like truly became, we like rose in the ranks of of, of I also Swifties. Was, no, because that makes it she, seem like I rose to the ranks of popularity in the Swiftie fandom, and no, I no, I mean like. Hardcore, Swifty, like... You know, when people are, like, casuals, we raise... We... Yeah, we rose ranks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's continuing with the army metaphor in the military. Guys, I don't podcast for a living, and... I don't either. No, but I feel like Emmy is much better at, like, if she says something that sounds weird, she'll either cut it out. Or, like, sometimes Emmy... I mean, I don't know, because I don't think that it happens very often. But I feel like if you said something weird like what I said, you would just move past it. Well, also, I, you called me out for what I said. We could have just ignored what I said. Okay, well, <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know how to podcast is, with other people. I just say whatever I want all my, the time. My point is... Also, no, I no. just realized, I don't know if I wore overalls in the last episode, okay? Don't hate me. I don't think anyone is fashion policing you that way. No, wait. Actually, I didn't. I wore that really cute outfit with the with the collar shirt and the sweater. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. I actually sent Emmy a, a thing, being like, "I like your outfit." But episode eleven, I wore these. Which overalls, is like, if you so. have a Eugenia approved outfit, that's kind of everything that one could want in the world. So true. <laughs> um, this is so fashion funny. icon. Um, you guys should check out her reels on Instagram. I made two reels, and I stopped. Well, I said reels, plural. I didn't say reel. Or, like, that was incorrect. You have no, two. No, it was factually correct, but it just makes it seem like I do it consistently, and I don't. my aunt, me about TikTok. I was really popping off there for a second, and I haven't posted in, like, a week, which is, like, a year in TikTok time. I know. Like, if you want to be big on TikTok, you just have to post all the This girl I- from The Bachelor literally posted. She was like, I feel like TikTok needs to, like, figure out their algorithm, Because, like, if you don't post for a week, like, it just messes up your stats. And it's, like, if they want to make this, like, a, like, something that people can actually, like, have careers around. Sustainable. Yeah, yeah, they need to, like, figure out because, like, it's just not sustainable. I honestly think that the way it works is probably you just post a lot at the beginning. And then once you have enough, like, you have enough followers that. Right, yeah. But, no, I agree with you. Um, I don't use TikTok. I find it stressful. I, think, I love TikTok. I think the way that anyone can go viral. Like, I think about that the poor girl who, like, everyone said her boyfriend was cheating on her. Like, couch guy. Did you see that? Yes. That, like, horrifies me. And it's like, he could have been cheating on her. But why did TikTok have to air them out like that? And I honestly didn't think. I just thought he was kind of awkward. And it's like, this is not the episode to get into couch guy thing. But I'm just saying, I think <laughs> that the way that, like, normal people blow up on TikTok. And they don't have any kind of. They don't have any kind of, like, like if someone goes, if someone it's goes viral on, on YouTube, it's, like, different, in my opinion. I don't know. I just No, it think, is. I TikTok just think is just. It just goes so fast, and you just don't. No, I get what you're saying. Anyways. Anyway, back to Taylor Swift. Um, Taylor Swift TikTok drives me crazy as well. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, that's another thing, is I feel like people who are new age fans of Taylor, like, here's my thing, is I will never be, like, hate hating on people who just discovered her i take issue with the fact that like being a taylor swift fan in 2012 through like 2016 2016 don't even me started about that but being a taylor swift fan like before reputation was like kind of hell Honestly, it was really rough there especially for a few years. especially when you especially when you're like a girl in middle school, like it, like it was so fu- it was not it was like fun. just the general like middle school um thing about Taylor Swift was to no, make fun of in her high school. and to make fun of people who liked her. So it was like not only is this person someone who means a lot to me, and I don't like seeing her being made fun of. Like it was not only that you were seeing someone like unrightfully like be made fun of someone who you cared about and you're like this isn't fair this is not just it doesn't make sense but then it's also like this person means a lot to you and they've helped you through very hard moments and then on top of like they mean a lot to me and they're helping me through hard moments they're being made fun of they're being misunderstood and then i'm being misunderstood in turn because it's like Taylor Swift's music she was shaping me and continues to shape me into who I am so I'm like this person actually it means a lot to me and also if you like have such negative opinions about Taylor Swift then you kind of have negative opinions about me and the things I like and the things I believe in and the, my my dreams like she was just my she was like reflecting back to me in her music all the things that I hoped about in life and all the things that I appreciated so it was like it was like someone con- like attacking me is how it felt. I also just feel like the things that she was, like, being... Like, they were just infuriating and, like... Like, not to toot my own horn, but I feel like people who were defending Taylor Swift back in the day, we were kind of ahead of our time, like, as 12-year-olds being like, stop making fun of Taylor Swift for dating people. Yeah, like for writing songs. Like, i like, everyone writes their songs, okay? Everyone writes their songs, and now it's like the thing where if you don't write don't your TikTok. song about your personal experiences, people are like, this is disingenuous. But then when Taylor Swift is doing it, she's airing out her dirty laundry. Exactly. She's naming names. That's not okay. Blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, That's the standard is to write songs about your experiences. And, and there's moments where when people find out that you are not writing songs about your experiences, then you're kind of called into question. Like Olivia Rodrigo said in an interview that for deja vu, certain details, she like fudged. She never watched Klee. And people were like, she watched Klee after she wrote the song, but people were like, this is, it it ruins the fantasy of like her songs and it being about her life. And, And I'm like, but Taylor Swift was dragged for that. Like, and also like um, drugs for um, writing, like writing about her life. And then when people don't do it now, it's like the it, that looks bad. It just I, I feel like also like, you know, I had to develop some very strong skills when I was like learning to de- <laughs> like defend Taylor Swift. I was thinking about things critically. I was like, none of this makes sense. Our animals are I out here. I thought the couch was breaking for a second. I mean, it was just Ivy scratching it. Anyway, I'm so sorry, Emmy. our animals are I'm out so here sorry. wilding. I don't know if that's a word people use. I don't um, think anymore. Well, we're talking about 2013, you know. I'm just <laughs> in that moment. I'm in the vibe. No, but yeah. So, like, that's my other thing about... Oh, you were saying something. Yeah, I was going to tell a story about high school. I took this class called... We called oh it smack. Smack. Uh, it was the study in, study of modern American culture. It was literally like we just talked about pop culture, music, stuff like that. I actually learned a decent amount about hip hop. Like it was a very interesting class. Did I retain ninety percent of the information? No. Um. It was an easy A. Like I was a senior in high school. Okay. It's a hard class to take in high school though, because it's just giving your opinions about stuff. No, right? not really. Well, like on yeah, but like who is gonna judge me? Like the teacher. Like I didn't care. Talk. I would hate that class. Like I would hate it so much it was fun um I except know, for I'm this i would hate it um so uh, this was my second to last class of the day i had my ap literature class right after um and Slaying. so yeah love that class it was Slaying like my favorite flag. professor he was an icon a king love him so um i don't even remember why we were talking about taylor swift i don't remember but we were talking about the song bad blood and that is relevant to the story and some buddy started and I was like, Oh great, blah 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 and somebody was like, Taylor Swift only writes love songs. And it bothered me. Love songs. Interesting. Exactly. I was like I feel like everyone I feel like the thing was she only writes breakup. Well and I feel like maybe even though like Bad Blood wasn't about like Like, according to Taylor Swift, it wasn't about a relationship. Like, if you listen to that, you could be like, oh, this is a breakup song. But they said love song. And I, being my little almost English major, was like, "Um, I know art is subjective, but, like, there's just no way that that's a love song. I was like a love song is like a song you write when you're in love or about love like it's clearly an angry song and then a bunch of people just jumped down my throat and they were like you just said art is objective I can interpret it any way way I want and even if it is an angry song it's about a man and Taylor Swift only writes about men and I literally was just like I can't have this conversation it was was horrible it was horrible but also like yes art is objective but there is also something about digesting words and thinking critically and the the hook of the song is literally we've got we've got the love like if their argument if if their argument was that like if if they meant breakup songs then yeah i guess but like exactly that's That's, not that's that's what i got annoyed at and i'm like maybe they maybe they said it wrong but i'm sorry i was about to go into ap literature okay i was close reading i was analyzing i was breaking down the statement so that was just not fun and then i went to like like, my English teacher, like, my next class, and he was like, I mean, you're okay. And I'm like, no, I just got into a fight in my smack class about Taylor Swift. Smack. And he sa- <laughs> and he was a poet, and he said, I really like Taylor Swift's lyrics. Like, it's not my type of music, but I, like, when I hear covers, I really enjoy the songs. Like, the, the words, like, she's very poetic. And I was like, oh, thanks, Jeff. Made me feel better. But anyways, like, sometimes it was just really rough. I don't even know if, the- I think this was pre, like, 2016 no yeah up in july no i know but when did because i graduated in 2017 oh oh it was post (gasps) i think it was post oh my god because this was senior year it was 2016 it was 20 it was 2016 and and this was the fall of 2016 oh yikes So I was probably on it. We hadn't seen Taylor Swift in a year. Imagine being Swifty on top of all the other shit we had to deal with uh, living in America. I'm like, I had to deal with fucking Trump and all the Trumpers at school. And then also (laughs) anti-Swifty. So like, yeah, it was just, it was rough there for a little while. You're, you're, you're you're in the glee club. So true. That's how it felt. That's really how it felt. And it's like, it feels kind of like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it, it feels weird to say because it's like, she was like a very popular artist or whatever. Like... But I think, honestly, that made it worse because everything she did was so publicly scrutinized and very unfairly so, as we've touched on. So It was just yeah. constant, also, like... Also, a lot of criticism about Taylor Swift and her success is that, like, oh, but only her fans. Only her... Oh, Jesus Christ. Can the animals give it a second? You guys sleep all day. Brad and Ivy, that's all they do. They sleep all day, and they choose the one hour recording a podcast. Anyway. Anyway, a lot of the criticism of Taylor Swift about, like, how she always, like, charts or, like, her success is, like, but it's only her fans, which to me is, like, yeah, it's good that she has, like, a loyal fan base and it's not just locals, like, listening to her music because she's cool or whatever. Like, that's my opinion. But I think that's also the hard part is that a lot of times it felt like being a Taylor Swift fan against the world in that like there was this insular community and it's a large community of people who love her and support her and love her music and understand her as a person understand her writing and then it's like the general public for like a really long time hated her for very stupid reasons. And it just made it harder to be a fan. And I also think that that's probably why a lot of Taylor Swift fans feel so loyal and the fandom goes so long because it's really like a lot of times it wasn't cool to like her. So if you were liking her, it was you were liking her to like her. You were liking her because you liked her. You weren't liking her to go along with the status quo. Sometimes it still doesn't feel cool. It feels cooler now. But sometimes <laughs> it still doesn't feel like super cool because... Anyway, my point is that I feel like it was, it's, it was hard in that sense too because... It wasn't cool to like her. And I also think that that's probably part of the magic of being a Swifty. Is that like we all know that we were in it. And we understood her. Even when people didn't. And like I. We, we persevered. <laughs> truly. And then now when like the narrative changed. And everyone's like Taylor Suits isn't even writer. Everyone's talking about folklore and Evermore. And like I had people who were like. And then I eventually. Was, th- oh, sorry. Yeah, I was, like, I had people who came who came to me and were, like, I was a big fan in Fearless and her debut and Speak Now. And then I kind of fell off. But now I've rediscovered her and, like, with the re-recordings. And it's, like, it, it, now it's cooler to like her and it's more popular. And I was vindicated. Yeah, so true. And, like, the whole narrative of, like, the boyfriends, I feel like, you know, came around. Because now if people make those jokes... The majority of people, like, I mean, at least, I feel like a lot of people who maybe laughed long to those jokes before would now be like, don't, like, that's stupid because the narrative has somewhat changed. Yeah. Of, like, um, don't shame women just for dating. Yeah. Of, like, genuinely who cares. Yeah. So, it's nice. Things have changed. There's a, There's, you know, but, you know, love, it goes up, it goes down. Can I tell the story of how I met her mom now? Yeah, go ahead. Basically. And that, kids, is how I met your mother. <laughs> kind of. Except Taylor Swift is not my child. Like, she is more like my mother. That Taylor Swift um, is how I met your mother. <laughs> exactly. Slay. I was here too. I didn't meet her, though. No, Emmy didn't. And um, she probably was very frightened for me. But anyway, I. Taylor's mom? <laughs> no, you. Because we. I wasn't. I don't she think just, I had like, my phone disappears. on here. No. I didn't have my phone on me because if I did, I would have taken a picture with her. Um, I think I left my phone with Emmy, which is kind of dumb now in like retrospect. But anyway, I have always wanted to meet Taylor Swift. I still haven't, unfortunately. I almost met her in 2014. Um, I got invited to a secret session and then ghosted by Taylor Nation. Um, you might have a- <laughs> read about it on Perez Hilton's Tumblr. Yeah, his personal not his public. But it's so funny because when the Lover Secret Sessions were happening, I like made a post about it. Um because I thought like there would be like Lover Fest or a Lover I thought there would be a Lover Tour before she announced Lover Fest and then like obviously COVID ruined everything, but I was like this is my chance to meet her. Um and it's so funny cuz Perez Hilton like reblogged it on his personal not on his like Perez Hilton. I think he has two And he was like at Tree Pain and I was like come on girl, like make it happen. Um but anyway, I almost met her and it didn't happen. Um, and I'm honestly kind of relieved because I think the photo would have been so ugly. Um, not her. I would have looked ugly in it. Now I'm like, I'm coming into my style. That and was cute. my really nasty acne era. Like, um, <laughs> it was pre-accutane for me. <laughs> but anyway, um, so Fuck during, Accutane, during the, the reputation tour, I was like, really wanted to meet her. And she was interacting with my stuff on Tumblr. So I thought I could. But th- then during our first show, I think it was, tour was our DC was our first one right yes it was our first show um, cause we went to three, we only planned to go to two and then we went to a third one. But the first show we were like halfway through and I was like, I don't think I'm, I don't think we're meeting her. Like, I don't think we're getting picked or anything. So I had written her a letter that kind of detailed why reputation meant so much to me because it came out at a really bad time in my life and honestly basically kept me alive. Like lots of things kept me alive, like therapy and my dog and the thought that I would escape NYU eventually. But like reputation was like literally my lifeboat for a lot of it. Um and so i wrote her a letter kind of explaining that and i really wanted her to have it and i was like my chance of getting this to her is to give it to her mom because i was like i have given things to like taylor nation or like people who work at the concerts before and i've never gotten like any confirmation that she gets it and i feel like because taylor swift is such a massive artist and it was like literally a stadium tour i was like what are the chances she'll get this you know very little in my opinion um, so I was like, I have to give it to her mom. And I met her mom once before, like, um, very quickly at, like, the 1989 show. She was, like, coming in the crowd, and people were, like, storming her and asking for pictures. And I remember I went up to her, and she was like, do you want a picture? And I was like, can I just have a hug? And she was like, oh, of course. And she gave me a hug, and then she left because she was like, I don't want to call attention away from Taylor, um, which is very sweet. Um, standing back and watching me shine. Exactly. Um, so I obviously like. I just wanted to talk to her mom too because I was like. Mm, so, so they had like the Club Meredith and Club Olivia, which is like where the celebrity guests stayed. are the name of her cats? Those are the name of her cats. They had like it was like before the- she had Benji, which is arguably the best one because he was adopted. <laughs> I also just think he's the cutest. Rescue, um, adopt is- don't shop. <laughs> but anyway um those are like that's like where the celebrity and that's normally where her mom was so i was like i think i should get it i think i could get there so first i went to like club olivia and there was no one there like it was empty i think it was just like security people wow Um, that's so on brand i actually don't know which one it was like i could have okay, been club no. thanks for not you could have just said yeah I but Cl- meredith is the one who's ignored so beyond brand for club meredith to be empty oh yeah i got confused but i don't know i don't know which one it was probably club Andy. that means right um that <laughs> she's often the ignored kitty but that's okay but yeah so anyway i like went to one and just walking over there was like really exhausting and i was already out of breath like, I think part of this, it was just, like, physical exhaustion, too. But I was so i of- Are you sure it was at her for- first concert? Yeah. Because Reptar DC, that's the first one we went to. MetLife was after. Especially because when I met her and I gave her the concert, and then th- and then later, like, I got confirmation that she got the letter kind of vaguely because she liked to post about it. I thought, like, oh, my God, we're going to meet her at MetLife. Like, I- oh, okay. It's just for some reason, because you were gone for a while, I was, like, not worried because I was, like, we've seen the show before. Or maybe I was maybe like, I we'll sh- thought we'll see sh- it again. show again. Yeah. But anyway, so I went to one side and she wasn't there. And then I went to the other side and I was like, I could immediately tell she was there because there was so much more security on that side and I was trying to explain to security guards that I just need to give Taylor Swift's mom this letter and they started making fun of me slightly because I was like hyperventilating and like on the verge of tears and they were like oh she like wants to get this to Taylor Swift like they were like mocking me and at this point I'm exhausted and also I don't like the I don't like being made fun of so I start to cry like I'm full on sobbing at this point and then I'm basically telling this poor security guide my mm-hmm, solo story he goes to get his boss his boss comes over and he's listening to me sob to him and I'm like so trying to convince him I'm like please just look away I'm like say you got distracted I just ran like I'm a crazy fan that ran I just need to hand her this letter and I will leave you be like I was like so annoying about it and at some point they were like they were like you can go we just can't tell you who her parents are like it's a security breach for us to like be like these are Taylor Swift's parents I was like you don't need to tell me I know what they like. <laughs> Which sounds creepy if if it was like a celebrity whose parents were like non-Malayan. Like, line you never line. see but them. But her parents are like very involved in her they've, stuff. Be, so I feel interviews. like if you're a fan, you like know what they look like, you know? Um, so I go over to club, whichever cat it was, and I tap her dad on the shoulder because her mom's like more close to the top. Were the there place? any celebrities there? No, I don't think so. It was DC. Like, o- Obama could have been there. <laughs> Can you imagine? That would have been so Can you imagine funny. if it was just like, You're Sasha like, hey, Obama? Malia. I think that probably would have been a no-go because they have so much Secret Service. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah like, I, I was just kidding. Like, I think that would have made it. I, do, I think that would have completely changed the story. I would have been like, I know people who know the Obamas. <laughs> we're like, I went to high school with I'm- your friend. She's like, you sound insane. I'm like, Malia, you don't understand. We were on the newspaper together. <laughs> we, I have a masthead that has both their names anyways. That'd be so funny. No, but um, no, there were no celebrities. But anyway, which is how I know that because I know that MetLife, there were definitely people there, like our MetLife show. And that's how I know that it was DC. No, I believe you. For some reason, I just remember, like, I-, I was a little bit stressed when you left. But I remember being like, I've seen this. Or maybe I was like, I'll see this later. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, um, so I find I have her dad on the shoulder and he, he starts talking to me. The first thing he does is he hands me guitar picks, which is so funny. I still have the guitar he gave me a few and I gave Emmy one and I don't know where it went I have the one that I have in my wallet which is funny because I have it next to my mom gave me some religious medallion because my parents are Catholic and she was like wear this around your neck to protect you and I was like I'm not really into like I, I know I'll lose it if I wear it so I keep it in my wallet and it's like my wallet my little religious medallion like God or whatever saint is watching me and the Taylor Swift reputation thick. Like, well the I have gods. a little pouch where I have a bunch of my tickets and wristbands and like the light up bracelets from the last few concerts and like a photo we took. It's probably there. So it's probably in there but I don't know um I have an extra I got three and I have the one that I gave you the one that I kept and then there's another one like in a box somewhere so I could give you that one if you lost it I don't need it (laughs) but anyway um, so he, he I start crying, and I'm basically trauma dumping on Scott Swift, which is, like, very hilarious when I think about it. But, like, you know, if I could go back, like, differences, changes would be made to the way I communicate to this poor man. But at some point— Why? It was effective. At some point, he looks at me, and he's like, um, are you going to be here tomorrow? I think about that so often, because if I had been there tomorrow, what are you going to be, like, you me me and greet tickets for the beginning? I don't know. But he said, are you going to be here tomorrow? And I said, no. And then he said, I'm going to get her mom. She's much better at this stuff. <laughs> And then Taylor Swift's mom comes over and we just had the nicest, sweetest conversation. Leaving, like, her father. (laughs) Honestly, I think both of us didn't want to keep the conversation going. It's okay. (laughs) What was Scott Swift going to do? What's his star sign? He was like... I don't know. Um, Sorry. I was like... Anyway, but yeah, her, she was very sweet and she took the letter and we had a conversation and I found out that she was born in Venezuela, which is so funny because when I told my family, like I told my mom the whole story afterwards, I was like, mom, Taylor's Swift, mom was born in Venezuela. And then my mom like told all my, our family members like, Taylor was just Venezolana. And I was like, no, she was just born there. And it's so funny because when Andrea Swift told me this, I was like, you're lying. Like I said to her, I don't, I was like, I don't believe you. Like you must be joking. And she was like, no, I swear. I swear. I swear. And then later, when Taylor wrote Marjorie, there's like the the lyric video has like videos of her grandmother, and there's one of them in Venezuela because you can see the Venezuelan flag on the back of like a boat or or some building. It was something. a boat. Yeah. So she wasn't lying. I mean, like at the end of the day, I was like, why would she lie to me about this? Especially because I was like, no, there's no way. And then she was like, no, I'm serious. Like if it was a joke at first, I don't think she would have kept going. Um, and that is, like... That wasn't public information. Well, I don't know. I, that that, that wasn't in public information. But when I Googled after, it said she, she was born in, in Massachusetts or something. Mine said Pennsylvania. It, I, but I yeah, said or something. Okay? Yeah. I don't... I, I definitely don't think it was, like, something that was, like, super public knowledge. Um, so it was just, like, fun. And she was, like, that's probably why there's a connection with us. And then a few days later on Tumblr, I posted um a picture of or i posted it like the same day at the concert but i must have reblocked it or something um a few days later i think it was like 2 days later and it was a picture of me crying and i was like this is how i like me me after i met you know andrea which is taylor's mom's name and taylor liked it so like to me that was her confirmation that she read my letter um i wish i had included in the letter that we were going to another show which i didn't include in the letter because i think maybe then we would have met her but you know I think we'll meet her when it's time. And meeting her mom was like a very special moment. And I think, just think it's hilarious because, um, I was quite unhinged like it's one of those things where in other situations i would have just let it go and i would have been like okay i'm losing but like i was so determined to get her this letter because i did i was like i'm not meeting her i wasn't like trying to convince her to give me green passive i was like i literally just want to have a conversation with her and give her this letter because the album meant that much to me and i just needed taylor to know that and if i left the show knowing that she had in her hands like how much reputation meant to me that was really um all i could have asked for and it was really beautiful and like one of my favorite days of my life and it's just a funny story to tell taylor swift's mom is is latina (laughs) she's not when it's funny because when that marjorie video came out I think somebody was like, oh my god, Taylor Swift... I, I tweeted it. I was like, oh my god, Taylor Swift's mom told me or that or, that she was born in Minnesota. No, I know, but then somebody was like, oh my god, Taylor Swift's Latina, and you were like, no. Yeah, someone from Northwestern was like, Taylor Swift is Latina after she like saw my tweet about it, and I was like, no. no I was like, I'm her, spreading misinformation. Her grandmother her was, a, was a white woman from the United States who toured in Latin America. Her slate though. So... Yeah, especially because Taylor, she was born in Caracas, which is where we were born. Like, Do you think it was the same hospital? <laughs> Do you think it was the same room? Do you think it was the same time? <laughs>
1: <laughs> can you
0: imagine? I don't even know if we could figure out what hospital, what room we were born in. No, probably not. Maybe Monique knows. I feel like that's something weird Monique would know. She can, I swear to God, she can still tell you like how much I weighed. That's I not that weird. Yeah, but I don't think it's. I think I think a lot of mothers know their how when their babies were born. But right, I yeah. think the hospital room would definitely be a more niche thing. But I would not put it past Monique to. Know that. Well, she also worked at the hospital, right? At some point. Yeah. Or? So like, how many rooms are there? Too like, I don't know. I feel like it's probably a pretty big hospital. But how much do how much do I know about this? Literally nothing. But yeah, yeah that's like one of my funnier, swifty stories. But I don't I have, have any, anything like that. I have a ton um, of funny, swifty stories. That I think that's like my most like. um... It's the one I tell most often, um, but I very often... I used to at parties be like, Taylor Swift follows my sister on Tumblr. One time, this is something I... One time, during Northwestern orientation, we were doing this game that was like... It was like two truths and a lie. Um, actually, it wasn't two truths and a lie. It was just you would say a fact about yourself and... You had to pick, like, more unique facts. And, the more, and then, if, but if anyone could say, like, that is also true about me, then both of you guys would be eliminated. So I said Taylor Swift follows me on Tumblr thinking no one else would. And then some girl was like, yeah, she follows me too. Like, you know, it's a blog I haven't used in years. And I was like, this is so embarrassing for me. Because I was like, I could have I used, I'm related to a bachelor. No one in that group would have said yes. Some people were like, I'm a twin. I'm like, that's not unique, okay? There's, like, three twins in this group and I knew that. Yeah, plus, like, statistically, somebody's going to be a twin. Yeah, that's, like, coming into the group and saying, I'm gay. Oh, my God. So true, especially at college these days. <laughs> Liberal instinct. But there were, like, so many twins at Northwestern, weirdly. I feel like I knew a lot of twins at Kenyon. Too. Yeah, I feel like the twins just find each other. But, yeah, someone I said that as if it was, like, a unique that- thing. And then we found out that, like, three of us were twins. And I was like, I never would have said I'm a twin because I knew that was, like... Yeah, there's, like, a, like the proportion of redheads at kenyan college is like way higher than like the average like there are like redheads are a rare like hair color there's so many natural redheads at kenyan college wow like a good amount where it's like weird that's so funny or maybe it's not weird no because imagine thinking that you're like the main character and you have red hair and you're so cool and you're gonna go to a liberal arts college and no one is gonna look like you and then a bunch of people have red hair i would be so upset are a good amount of redheads at Kenya. I mean although one time I the when I was in a play, the the stage manager, the assistant stage manager, she was a redhead and then somebody in the play was was a redhead, but she wasn't natural. And when she found out, she was like, That's so sad. I thought we were like we like I thought we were like redheads That's together. So She's like, No, it's died. But, yeah, I love telling a story about how I met Taylor Swift's mom. I could also tell the story of, like, how I got rejected. Or not rejected, but, like, ghosted from the secret session. But that's... That one's like sad. That's less of a fun story to it's tell. really not happy. Um, yeah. I, I just think that Taylor Swift has, like, been... Something... Here's something fun to... A fun story. Is on September 26th, 2014, <sighs> is the day that Taylor Swift reblogged me on Tumblr and said, You're so cute. Was Look it 20- at you. Was, <laughs> yes. You're so cute. Look at you. Um... September 26th, 2017, was the day I got discharged from the hospital. (laughs) Which I think is really, like, symbolic. Because it was, like, my freedom, basically. Because the hospital experience was really bad. And that's something I told Andrew Swift about, was, you know, my hospital stay. Because in my hospital stay, I wore a 1989 deluxe shirt. Like, once they let me change out of my clothes. I was wearing my Taylor Swift 1989 deluxe shirt that I got from Target. And my pink pajama pants and like pick checkered pants actually very cute look when i think about it like anyway but yeah so i just think that it's like things like that where like taylor swift just appears in moments in my life where you wouldn't expect it so it's like the day it's such a it's such a small insignificant day where i'm like whatever but in 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 that moment she was like my shining light of like um, when you listen to music, too, for the first time in, like, days, it's, like, magical. Yeah, so I was just, like, I just think about that all the time. Also, like, something that Emmy and I always talk about, and, like, we're together now, and she's releasing this Love Taylors version tonight, um, the day we're filming this, is that literally during 2020, Emmy, Emmy and I, the two times Taylor's surprise dropped out. out The two times Taylor Surprise dropped an album, we were were living together, together, which is crazy because it's like the pandemic, like we do not plan to live together. We didn't live together like the whole year or anything. And it was so funny because the first time she released, when she released Folklore, I woke up first and I saw the notification and I was like, Eugenia, Taylor's just dropping an album tonight. And she's like, shut up. No, she's not. Like she didn't believe me. She was freaked out. And then I didn't believe you for like the first five seconds. But then I believed well, yeah, because you. you were half asleep, you know. But then I but then I like, was like, what? no way. But when Emmy told me about Evermore, because you also woke me up with didn't yes. you know, I thought she was lying. I was like, she's pulling my leg because what are the chances? Especially because we had been living together for like a week or two. Like yeah. it wasn't that long. No. Whereas like with folklore, Emmy had been living. It had been like a month for a month. Yeah, it's like obviously no one expected folklore. Um, but like and, evermore, right? Like it was crazy. But evermore was crazy, and it was also like I just thought it was funny because it was like I thought she was just like pulling my leg because the, the because last time we lived together, Taylor surprise dropped an album. I thought she was just like doing that again, like oh my god, we're together. Taylor surprise dropping. Like, I'm album. just convinced that when we're together, something happens. um I think so. I honestly think. So. I, I I feel like we're just too powerful. Yeah, but I just it's just things like that where it's like there's so many moments where I feel like she shows up. Um, and it's like small little things that if I explained it, I'm like, I probably sound crazy. Potato Shift is looking out for me. Like, we are connected. I fully believe that. Probably because her mom was born in the same hospital. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. But also, like, <laughs> that's a joke, by the way. I don't want to spread any more misinformation. Also, it would be so creepy if I Google Where would we know? Like, how would we know what hospital she was born at? That's none of our business. Um,. Nor would I Google it because it weirdly invasive. Um, I would want to know what time she was born just because I would want to read her birth chart, but that's like if we were friends, not just, you know. Um, Something fun about Taylor Swift Tumblr and, like, my sister making friends is that I literally, one of my sister's friends from Taylor Swift Tumblr ended up at Kenyon College. Like, it was so weird. Like, I'd known her for years through the internet, and then we both were, like, applied early decision to Kenya and I was like so I excited. You gonna, I thought you were going to tell the story of when we were at the concert and some girl ran up to you. One time we were oh, at the 90s, yeah, that was 90s really scary. Show, and some girl who I was friends with like I online, don't know who she, was. she ran up to Emmy thinking it was me and gave her a big hug because she was excited to see her friend Eugenia. And it we had like talked about how we were both at the show. Emmy looked fucking mortified because some stranger ran up to her and it wasn't one of like the mutual friends who, who we had like known. met before. Yeah. I knew. Because there were other people who we, we I think we like met together or like they would be like around so i'd be like like let's, let's grab coffee and then emmy would come so i mean kind of like knew of i certain knew some people. people like the like you know emmy's and um, emmy's friend our friend who like ended up going to school with emmy like she, emmy knew her you know um we did our senior seminar in english together like it's so cute <laughs> like but like when we were swifty friends and like tumblr friends like emmy's emmy knew of her like i think they were kind of Friendly. friendly yeah um whereas this we girl were mutuals this on the internet this girl like who that, ran up to this girl who ran up to I emmy mean, emmy had no idea no idea who and she was and this girl runs up to her friend eugenia and her friend her friend to her she thinks it's her friend eugenia her friend eugenia looks fucking mortified that she's hugging her and she was so sad and then i was like no no, no. and i was like nearby and i was like it's me i'm eugenia that's I'm my her, sister yeah. this was also before i think either of us was wearing glasses yeah oh no no we weren't wearing glasses wait what, what? you were wearing glasses i wasn't i maybe if I look at the if I look at the pictures I was probably maybe I was wearing glasses yeah you had glasses you had your glasses that um but like you didn't have bangs I mean we didn't like look super similar but I feel like now we have very distinct styles yeah oh for sure I think that although people tell us we sound similar I think I mean I are definitely easier to tell apart now and it's also just like different when you're friends with someone on the internet and like you're all like 13, 14, because you're, like, posting selfies of each other, like, you, you know, I don't right. think I was, like, FaceTiming anyone yet, or, like, really close friends with anyone yet, like, I think the, the online friendships grew over time, but, like, in the 19 era, I feel like it was still so new, and also, like, you know, when you're 14, you try to be a bit safer, and, you know, a bit more pragmatic about who you're friends with, and how you're hanging out with people, and, like, you know. Yeah. So... Um, But yeah, that's a funny story. I also just like, that was... that I I forgot about that. That whole concert was like such a fever dream because it was like when Taylor reblogged my stuff on Tumblr. So I was like semi popular like people would come up to me and be oh, yeah. like oh people my god would follow- come up to me people would be like i follow you on tumblr and that felt so strange to me especially because i was never like super popular and because i never met her like, i think when you meet her or you're like invited to a secret session you gain more popularity because people want to hear the story and they like the photos and stuff i kind of was like you know secret session or adjacent so i was like kind of popular for a bit but like not super popular um in a stressful way yeah people would come up to me at the concert and they'd be like do i know you and i'd be like i don't know like I don't know you. But yeah, I think nineteen eighty nine was kind of a very it's very stressful It concert. was oh my god, nineteen eighty nine was such a weird like era concert because like Taylor Nation had a booth. Yeah. Imagine Taylor Nation kind of having a booth now. It would never happen. Yeah. I also I have to say I that's another thing is how you can tell someone's new age Swifty is if they go so hard for Taylor Nation. Like, like you I have friends lived. who like will reply to Taylor Nation and like but I know that they're not like you know they're not like you know besties with Taylor Nation. Whereas like there's other people who like they'll reply to them and they are like fully think like like there's people who have in their bios like TN notice times ten. Like they've responded to you, so you take that as a notice. I'm like those poor people working are like some Social media manager who's overworked, who they of don't times, remember. Lots everybody. of times they say things are that are kind of insensitive. They say they also like you don't like, want to read the room, those poor people. I literally, like, I always say that I think Taylor Nation should hire me because I'm hilarious. Like, I'm great at social media, I'm a Swifty, and I feel like I have enough, like, Swifty rapport. Like, I know enough about the, um, like, community yeah. that i feel like i could be a liaison and genuinely like do a really good job running the social well, media well i really think that like the new the newer teams we need not- swifty representation in taylor nation <laughs> i think that the newer teams are not as good as like i think before there was a, bo- a lot more um like i think before the, the, there was a lot more connection with the fans and the and the right that's what i mean it was such a weird era <laughs> Like, but also not I, not necessarily. I, like, I don't say weird in like a bad way. Yeah, It's just, just weird and like it will never happen. Yeah, it's exactly like weird in the sense that I just can't imagine that happening now. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. like i not not weird. Like the Taylor Nation booth was nice. Like it, like I genuinely enjoyed it yeah I think it was a, I, it was definitely it's just strange there's so many like there's so many things now. that when you think back on it's like this will literally never it will never be like this know. again we lived and, through history <laughs> no really and that's no, why no. that's why I do have somewhat of a super, superior superiority I can never say that word right i have a whatever word she just said complex (laughs) about being a taylor swift fan because like i i there's many fandoms where i like joined later and i do sometimes be like oh i feel like i'm not as much of a fan but like i feel like over time i've you know grown to be a fan like there's people like i um got really into julia michael's music for example but i hadn't listened to her very much before the first concert i went to so like i was going there with people who have been fans for years and i hadn't been so i always felt like weird about it um so i definitely think that like i never want people to feel like other swifties to feel like judged because they're newer fans and like i anyone who likes taylor like i welcome it but i do have a i do feel like there is a different experience if you've been a fan for longer and i think that people who get frustrated when fans who have been who have just become fans get like experiences or certain like you know they get certain prior like get prioritized in certain things like secret events or whatever i do i do understand the frustration and i think that there is a way to like welcome new people while also respecting your elders exactly we paved the way truly
1: like we paved
0: the way i'm serious there is something to be said about a lot of people who are becoming new fans weren't like casual like here's my thing is I was never there's people who I have become fans of when they have r- risen to popularity or I have there's people who have been fans way longer than me I never made fun of those right. of those people's art I feel like a lot of people I know who are like new Taylor Swift fans they we're like, like made fun of me they were like in haters. high school yeah. I'm like the girlies who are like fearless Taylor version I'm reliving my childhood I'm like my childhood was you making fun of me yeah for being a Taylor no, one thousand percent. It's like you were a hater and now you're not a hater, and that's great, you know. I a mean, to at my core, I'm a hater. Like I get it, but um. I love that TikTok now. Me too. I every I make everything about TikTok. Like I, I I think it's great to grow, to change, to like things. But it's also it's sometimes it's frustrating because it's like you were mean to me, yeah. or you were mean to Taylor. That's split. also just why the blondie thing gives me bad vibes. It it also I gives know. me bad vibes. Everyone it's like I know. New. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. I also, like, I don't remember what I was going to say now. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say. Maybe. Yeah, it's just, like, you know, we've we've lived. Oh, I do remember what I was going to say now. I think there's also, like, not even just when it comes to, like, being a new fan, but it's, like, when you've been an old fan and you've been in part, like part of like an online community, like that's also such a different experience. And I haven't even like, I, I didn't make a Tumblr until like 2018 or something. And I literally never use it. I was going to say, when did you have a Tumblr? <laughs> I didn't remember you having one. I once was poisoned Ivy 13 I oh. still get, I still get notifications um, being like blah, blah posted. But like, I never, I never opened the Tumblr app. I probably have like a hundred like, on red notifications but um like I I was always more adjacent um like the people I became friends with were like friends with my sister and then I talked to them sometimes and it was like nice like like there are a good amount of like online swifties who were like genuinely very kind to me even though I was like adjacent and that always meant a lot to me when people remembered me um but and even then like I wasn't again super like deep into it like I it it just feels so different to me than, like, people who are, like, on TikTok now. Like, like there's just a community. Like, you literally, like... I've known some people on the internet, like, not directly, but, like, since I was, like, 14. And then I ended up going to college with somebody I've known since I was, like, 15. It's crazy. And is yeah. a very small school. It's, like, a very bonding experience. And I think it's another thing, too, where it's, like, I don't want to gatekeep, but it's also, like, sometimes people don't understand yeah, the bonds you have, about, the friendships again, you form. Again, it's about welcoming people while also wanting people to understand and validate your experiences and understand that certain experiences as a longtime fan are just something that you cannot understand it's like when I enter a new fan base I think that there is a certain thing of like I am new here and that doesn't make me less of a fan no one is quantifying your love for Taylor Swift it's just about experiences and trying to like like when people are like it doesn't matter how long you've been a fan like no one is saying that it necessarily does we're saying that the experiences that we've had in the 12 years of being a fan how long have i been a fan since i was nine years old and hardcore fan since i was 12 like now i'm 22 almost 23 like that's over 10 years of being a hardcore fan let alone like a casual fan i was since i was nine because you know i was an immigrant kid who didn't really listen to a lot of music um um not that i have to justify like becoming a fan when you're 12 and still being one at 23 is like i think a big thing but i've been like a fan of her since i was nine i just you know um, but anyway my point is that like those experiences like I've lived as a fan for all those years that's something that needs to be acknowledged too is what yeah. i'm saying because it, like, it I mean, shape, so it's like part you build a community and again like i think most young women who are people people who have been fans of Taylor Swift for a really long time will say that a lot of her music and her writing and the way she approached the world and the way she talked about things Shaped, shaped who yeah. they are today yeah. it's less about it. it's so much more than just liking her music and liking her as a person I feel like she instilled so much in us that is just if you become a new fan and you like her music and you read up on the Taylor lore and like all the history and all the like myths and all that stuff yes you can understand the experiences but it's so different to grow up with her and like have her shape you yeah absolutely yeah because it's like yeah, the way Taylor Swift talked about things, like the, her words, like that resonated, like, I that I became that, a writer because of Taylor Swift. Yeah. Taylor, because she talked about writing her own songs and I was like, I'm not really musically gifted, but I like the idea about writing your feelings. And I had always, I had enjoyed writing, but I didn't really understand that you could, you know, do it about your feelings and do it about love and do it about this and that. And then I started writing short stories and poems because she wrote songs and I was like, this is similar. And you know and I've continued to love writing and literature and reading and words and that is something that at a very young age she was one of the first people who I really connected to because she made so much of her identity being a writer and writing about herself and her experiences and that was something that I always thought like oh my life is kind of boring like I can't really do that and you know you start doing at a young age and you just grow it like yeah I I always remember like I feel like Taylor Swift always, at least in the interviews I remember, she always made such a point to be like, it's important to be kind to people. Like, I feel like kindness was always a thing she talked about a lot. And that really resonated with me as somebody who was being bullied. And I, like, from a very young age, remember being like, I want to be as nice to people as I can or at least not be mean to people because I understand how horrible it feels when people are consistently mean to you or just even when somebody's mean to you once like I remember from a young age being like I want to carry kindness with me at the core of everything I do um and I never want to make other people feel bad like on purpose I never want to be mean I want to be aware of how I'm leaving people and I feel like that was something that I got from Taylor Swift. And obviously it went hand in hand with my experiences because I think when people are mean to you, you learn the value of kindness. But I think having that instilled by somebody I admired and, and loved was very important to me as well. And that's just one facet of things. Yeah. And it was like she said it, but it also felt like she was explain like she was, I always felt a lot of kindness from her, like just yeah. being her fan, I feel like she always made fans feel appreciated appreciated in ways that it was like she was saying be kind, but she was also being right, kind, you. Yeah. So, it wasn't just her words. It was her actions, the way she carried herself. And, like, when you talk about being bullied, I think that was also one of the first things that got me. Like, I said, like, I became a Taylor Swift fan because of Selena Gomez but then I would watch her interviews where she talked about being bullied and she talked about her song mean and you know when it meant to her and certain things and I was like I think that it's like very comforting to know that you can be a bit weird and still still grow up to like be successful like I don't know I guess she was like one of my the first people that I was like it's okay that like this stuff is hard for me and maybe I'm not like super fitting in right now because eventually things will be fine um I think that she yeah I think she just brought a lot of comfort in like people can there will be nice people out there and there will be people who prioritize making sure that you feel okay and you just have to find your people and i do think that that's also part of like being part of the community is like obviously there there was drama and there's lots of stuff that wasn't fun and that wasn't like kind and welcoming but in general like these people like emmy said are people who who i still consider my friends to this day and maybe we're not best friends but like we hang out occasionally and i am so happy when i see them succeed and i see them doing great things with their lives and they're people who i you know followed from the sidelines since I was 14 some of who I like met and talked to in person when I was 14 some who I've just like not known online for all those years and like have finally met within the last few years um and they're people who have always been kind and welcoming and there and supportive in you know some of the worst moments where I really didn't have a lot of friends um and I think that's just something that she instilled in all of us and obviously like that's not to say Swifties are like nice and like the community is perfect like you know Swifties can be scary and annoying but I also think that like Taylor Swift taught me and made me feel like it was okay to be emotional and to like be outwardly emotional and talk about your emotions, kind of like going to what you were talking about, about writing and writing from personal places. Like vulnerability, the way she expressed it and used it and then made it a safe, like comforting thing for other people too. Like taking like pain you've been through and then creating something beautiful that then resonates with other people and maybe comforts other people or makes like to me that was so powerful and I, I just I feel like I learned a lot about like expressing myself and um, taking bad experiences and making them good through yeah the especially when well. you're like a sensitive little kid who's just like trying to figure out what it means to have big feelings and have intense feelings and you don't really know what it means and it's something that you feel like you can't necessarily use or you have to you know shut down and it's like to be able to see her writing about feelings and right and processing her feelings um in a way that was not negative just like I have these big feelings and you know I, I'm making them into art um yeah just like what Emmy said I think that was really strongly put I think that Taylor Swift something I have always said that I admire about Taylor Swift as a writer and as a person is that she took very personal experiences and um very like individual and detailed things but she like wrote about them in a way that was universal and could help so many people um and that's something that I've always strived to do as a writer um and I don't really have I could go on and on so I don't want to like yeah, I was gonna say we should. I was gonna say. I mean, I could literally talk about Taylor Swift for ages, and we have and We will um, to the point where like there's just so many things that, that yeah, I didn't even think like. I touch feel on. like I feel like this episode was probably all over the place because there's just no straight line of all of her influences and all of the like little instances where she's been there for me and she saved me. Um, but yeah, I think we some ended some it- fun stories, some deep. I think we ended Keep on a good thought. note because I. I do, you know. I do too. Um, thanks for watching. Please make sure to like and subscribe. Share this podcast with anybody you think would be interested. Um, stream this stream love, this love Taylor's, Taylor's version if you haven't already. All of that. G- Got to give my queen free promo, Taylor Nation. If you oh come oh, upon even, this, we didn't even get into the masters and everything. No, like, there's we just didn't. So much conversation. I literally we touched on it briefly, and I was like, "Ooh, we should talk." And then I was like, mm. "I literally, th- th- really quickly." There's this one TikTok couple that it. They're a lawyer, like they're a lawyer couple, and they were like, "Why Taylor?" They one of their pinned videos is why Taylor Swift is one of the smartest musicians legally speaking and I it's all that. about how great taylor's version is and smart it is love them um like they're so funny anyways but yeah um, stream this love taylor's version yeah all of that thank you so much and it taylor swift if by any chance you're watching this i love you so much so, um, i have two taylor swift tattoos you can message me hi Actually, sorry quick thing um and you want to, need to talk about her cat because A funny story is that we adopted, or Annie adopted. I adopted Ivy. Her name was Oreo, and then my sister actually helped pick her name. Um, And then when Taylor Swift announced *Evermore*, and there was a song named *Ivy*, I lost my mind. And now a bunch of Swifties get cats or dogs and name them *Ivy*. And And I did it first. first. So this Um, is *Ivy*. This is *Ivy*. Taylor Swift wrote a literal song about her. It's just she's never been in a podcast, and I really wanted her to make her debut, especially in this episode. It's so fitting so anyways Taylor Swift wrote a song about this cat Ivy's such a beautiful song for a beautiful cat